record button. Beep. And we are live. Recording in progress. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that was me or you. But that right. sounded like live action. That's me right there, bro. By oh. continuing to be in the meeting, you are consenting to be recorded in the next What's up, May? Chillin', what's, what's... chillin', Jay Bands. Anything astounding over the week that you looked at? And you're what like, episode oh. is this? Double ones? Double ones, number 11. Number 11 double ones going to number one oh, with the one. pod. You get a chance to look at some of your their minicamp posts. First, first day minicamp post uh, interviews or anything like that. Ha Yeah, I actually did this morning when I was chilling, making some food, and I was like, "Huh, I'm gonna put this on." And then the auto plays always happen, so I got to see J.C. Horn, uh, our tackle that we got. Uh, uh, dang, what is his name? Uh, I don't want to. Mess it up. I want to say it's Deontay, but I don't know about that. Doesn't sound right to me. And our lineman, Christensen. Christian? Yeah, it's pretty alright. Mm. All good stuff? Or is it, is it the coach? Or is it just like asking them, well, how are you? Yeah, doing? just some questions, you know. Media, oh. how the media is. Oh, so what's your favorite food that you shouldn't eat, but you like to eat? Like stuff like that. I was like, chocolate milk, <laughs> ice cream, ice cream for game, ice cream, and JC just straight business. They're asking him why he's gonna be number eight for Kobe, if that's real true. And he said, Yeah, I wanted to be number 24, but 24 is taken, and the single digit jersey is a thing now, so uh. I went with his other number, number eight, just because he was my favorite athlete of all time. I was like, oh, that boy has that Mamba mentality that's good to have on the field. Especially with all the Mike Evans, Chris Godwins, Mike Thomas, mm-hmm. who else out there? Julio Jones, now Kyle Pitts. Have to cover some of them at times, so. That mama mentality is going to be a nice attribute to have with a corner, especially a what, 6'1", 6'2", corner. So it's going to uh-huh. be, be a nice little season, bro. And we got the Jack Bus quarterback. What? Yeah, G-E-Q-B-U-S. Is this man a free agent? So, so if you go on Google and you just Google up G-E-Q-B-U-S as one word, you will find the most hilarious Sam Darnold memes out there. And what this means is God Emperor Quarterback of the United States. They have, like, so much memes on this dude, bro. Like, I found it through Reddit. Shout out to Reddit. And, God, dude, I'll be just dying, man. They got some. 
If it's got, Twitter account. They got, it's, I'm not sure if it's a Twitter account, but I know it's a... Yeah, <laughs> it is! We believe in the Darnold, and then... Uh, did you watch any of those uh, videos for the schedule release? Yeah, I watched uh, the Broncos, Cowboys, and the Panthers. Did you watch the whole the the full Panthers, the whole nine minutes? No, I watched most of it though. Like the dude came out with some coffee and then like yeah, late night, late night, and then he's like talk, talking. That's our him. owner. Oh yeah. That's David Tipper right there. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was good, but I was just like, oh, I don't dude, know. my favorite part on that whole video was when they call the coaches and our GM. They're like, maybe they will be in it, and then. <laughs> he's like hey you want to be in the schedule release video and then Matt rolls on the couch uh not really yeah me neither <laughs> it's just that me dying bro <laughs> and then they are talking about crypto on it and uh how they have dogecoin bitcoin now it's darn coin <laughs> <laughs> so I've just I've just been dying at it I think y'all had probably the best one. Yeah, I watched the ratings on it. And the Panthers got number nine out of the league. Broncos got number two. And the reason why I watched the Cowboys is because they got number one. And I was like, oh, they got number one? Yeah, they got, they're the rated the best, like the, the best out of all the releases. So I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty With interesting. Jerry Jones and Post Malone. I loved it. And I don't know if it's because it's 50 50 with me loving Posty. And Jerry, but I guess them two coming in made it a whole hundred. And dang, bro, I was just dying. The postman's here. <laughs> just <laughs> uh, that was a good one, bro. It was it was clever. And then just seeing Jerry Jones get iced up and play some beer pong, I thought it was. I, I don't know. I I loved it. I like the end when they start making it rain, like tickets or whatever they were. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and they had uh, Dak and Zeke just staring out like, <gasps> just shocked. Ah, oh, dude, that, sh- uh, that was a good one. I don't know, I just enjoy Peyton Manning as a human and as an actor, bro. He's just hilarious to me. Like, he doesn't oh, even no. have to put that effort in, and he's just just hilarious, bro, like 100%. I love him. He's always surprising me because I'm always thinking, like, he's, you know, he's the sheriff. He's all business, you know, all football. <laughs> And then he just always has some crazy ass humor, and I'm like, what? <laughs> he out the jersey, and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> just a small like, one. Oh, Everything's going good. Everything's all right. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, funny. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I think he likes he likes playing for Denver more than he did the Colts. Sorry, Colts. Now Denver. that I'm seeing oh. these videos, I would I would get on your side on that one. And you are right, bro. I feel like in Indianapolis, he was just all business. And you want to watch a few of the mini, of the, some of the mini camps and some of the interviews. Looks like we're going to see a new scheme with some offense. Looks like uh, for the Jags and, and the Steelers, anyway, they put their rookie running backs. Uh, I forgot the Jags rookie's name. It's like something in Edney or something like that. Mm-hmm. LSU, I believe that's what it was. But, uh, yeah, they've been, he, he took a. Uh, you say the Jags? Yeah, he's on the I Jags. I thought you said they got. Clemson. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's on the same team with uh, Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but their their rookie running back, he took whiteout reps. He took some Ooh. reps from the uh, from the whiteout. Sounds like they're gonna be playing some smash mouth football to me. Yeah, he's saying because I guess they'll have Robertson as the running back, and it's, you know every once in a while they'll put that rookie out there as a wide receiver, and they're just saying yeah if he's uh if he does if he's not really productive as a running back, uh, you know worst case scenario we have an elite wide receiver, and I was like oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really believe in this. So I was like, "Man, that's dangerous." And then same thing with the uh, Najee Harris from the, the rookie running back on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I showed him a video of him catching a, like a pretty buzzing ball with one hand, all easy. Oh yeah, and I did see that. Then he was all tripping on the media after that. Yeah, do you think switching to uh, Alabama helped you in those aspects? <laughs> Come on, what? Like, I've been doing that since I was, like, 12 in middle school, too. And I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah. I, I was seeing the one where they're like, that was a nice one-handed crap you got there. And then he's just like, y'all were there? Like, yeah. <laughs> where were y'all at? We were out there in the, like, in the little press box. Balcony area. What? Y'all got in there? Like, he was just tripping on that. I was laughing. Talking about a new offensive scheme, the Giants signed wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin, former, shoot, I don't even know where he was at, bro. He started with the Panthers and went to, like, the Bills, Kansas City. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. I've been saying it on here that he's a big boy, so he's a wide receiver, going to take wide receiver reps, but also is going to be a flex tight end with his size. So that's pretty interesting because y'all have the best defense supposedly this upcoming season. And first game, Denver versus New York Giants. So y'all get to see this Kelvin Benjamin. See how that goes. Yeah, he's six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds, just so everyone can get a good idea of how why he's mm, flexed. I thought he was gonna be the next big thing for us, but he had like one season, thousand yards, and after that, just I don't know who fell off. He did or Cam did, so I can't really say that. And then going against the Giants, check this out: Daniel Jones, twenty seven career games. 22 interceptions, 29 fumbles. Wow. That's pretty <laughs> mind-blowing to me. Very mind-blowing to me. I was like, what the heck? That's, that's a lot of fuck-ups. <laughs> God, dang. It's like almost a damn interception a game with a fumble a game. What the hell is that? He's probably going to have at least two with Denver week one. Oh, <laughs> That man says he's waiting on that six-pack. So I was thinking about that little wager. saw on the man with bands Instagram waiting on the six-pack. Atlanta versus Denver quarterback. What happens if Teddy gets the starting role? Do you automatically lose? I don't know. (laughs) Or yeah, like just going off the quarterbacks. I think we just decided on team... Total wins or something like that. Oh, I, I think just, it was originally QB, uh, but I mean, like, what happens if week, you know, week nine, 
uh, Matt Ryan gets slammed and gets injured for three weeks. You know what I mean? And they ended up uh, giving one of their backups to the Packers. So now the Packers have four quarterbacks and three of them quarterbacks. So they got Blake Bortles, Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love, all first-round picks. And now they got Mm -hmm. Kurt, Ben Kurt from Atlanta. Yeah, what are they preparing for, man? I seen they wanted. I seen they wanted to. You keep, tell me. I, I see they wanted to keep Rogers really bad. They came out publicly said that. I'm pretty but sure. Who would have? Man, like you just look at that man. He just looks old, and he's just gonna freaking pull out an MVP season. Godly. Who do you think is the dark horse MVP candidate? And the quarterbacks. Uh, I would say. Josh Allen, but I wouldn't call that a dark horse. So I would say, uh, well, I don't know. I kind of want to say Dak Prescott because he's coming back. But if I follow that strictly in the terms of dark horse, I would say Lamar Jackson. You see that Dak Prescott is probably going to be cleared for training camp. Yeah, they say he's on the, he's on a good road in the U.S. So I'm pretty sure I've seen some little videos of him pivoting his little ankle and his body throwing some quick passes here and there. So. I hope I he like straightens that thing. I remember I was just uh, reading on that saying that he's going to be cleared for training camp with this compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. And then I just had the the nostalgia visions come back. And I just remember seeing that ankle just, I was like, oh my gosh, how does that happen? <laughs> so hopefully he is cleared, man. Get that, get those reps in and get, Back into the motion. Yeah, another comeback player. Um, I seen that Sean Watson. Uh, the Texans lawyers, like the team lawyers, came to Deshaun Watson lawyer, and they basically were trying to work things out, saying they wanted to keep him and if he's willing to stay, that they'd work it out. Hmm. Since some of his cases are kind of getting cleared slowly, so they're kind of like so what's happening out. with that boy though? Like, has he even came out in public and even like talked to anybody? Or has he just been MIA? Like, I've been thinking about that lately. I was like, where's he at, bro? Like, is he just in a hideout? Or what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just been just doing his thing. If I was his agent, I would would tell him the same shit. Don't shit. Don't be posting none of your dumb shit on social media. (laughs) Get stuff straight out. Delete them videos right now. (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy bro I don't know man Texans there's a bunch of fan bases that I wish I could know like how they're operating within the fan base because there's some crazy ass little things happening this season a lot of hype and a little bit you can you can go to any team and find something to get hyped about so I'm just Mm -hmm. like wow it's crazy Uh, like Matthew Stafford the last number one draft pick from 2000 to 2010, now that Alex Smith retired. Oh. The last lone wolf out there. Now on a new team. Was it the Rams? Yeah. Ooh, that's going <laughs> to might be a dark horse contender right there, bro. I think so. Yeah, they definitely could be. Definitely could be. There's a lot of... Uh... I don't know, I was thinking about it, because uh, whenever, I forgot who we were playing with, they're talking about going to a Raiders game, 
And I think oh, it was yeah. you saying, oh, Raiders are like the mean fan base. I think it was you. No, no, it wasn't you. That was Kayla Sorella. Raven fan so, right there. Yeah, see? So, like, I don't know. Do you, who do you think is the most? Who, what fan base do you think talks the most trash in your experience? Talus. For real? Dude, they get people to tattoo themselves every <laughs> season. <laughs> Whatever Super Bowl it is, they get a tatted like where you can publicly see it visually. Super Bowl champ, so whatever that Super Bowl that like say what's what's the Super Bowl coming up this year? <laughs> oh, no, no, don't give me lying. I think it's like something stupid like fifty five. I was gonna say fifty eight, but uh, I might be way off. <laughs> They get them to tat it, like, in, like at the week one, they'll get them to tat it. Preseason, bro, they'll be already tatting themselves <laughs> up. I'm like, what? But the meanest fan base? 55. Oh, it is 55. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was going to be way off of 58. See, there'll be already somebody somebody out there, one of them Cowboy fans, going to be tatting up Super Bowl 55 champion. Dallas Cowboys. It's like, what? How, bro? Like, how how, how confident are you? But let's see. I don't know. I mean, when you say which ones talks a lot to shit, I mean, they even have that that little quote, the little motto. How about them Cowboys? You know? Yeah. Win or lose. That's always coming at them. How about them Cowboys, huh? They win. How about them Cowboys? They lose. How about them Cowboys? You know? <laughs> so let's see. They win by a field goal. How about them Cowboys? I don't know, man. To me, the, the meanest fan base sounds like Atlanta, New Orleans, or Baltimore. They just, let's just sound like a rowdy crowd. I mean, Atlanta was rated number one for smoking and binge drinking on game day, so that's already violent, bro. So I can see there's one reason to be mad. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say Atlanta has the meanest fan base because I, I don't I don't I personally can't stand them. They're too they're too disrespectful when I play them, so I'm just like Ugh. But then when you hear Baltimore you just think of like the slum, I do at least. I think about the slums, the ghetto type shit. Baltimore just sounds like a rough place. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? I think that this team, this team's fan base, they always talk shit. So no matter what team it is they play, <laughs> and no matter if they win, they talk shit, and if they lose, they talk shit. All because they have the Super Bowl. And that's the freaking, that's the Steelers. Oh, Every time oh I say, Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh's a mean place. Criticism towards our team or anything, they always have some shit to say, and, uh, and even when they run out of shit to say, it's because they, they got the Super Bowl, so then you can't really say anything because they're right. That but at the same true. time, it's just like, bro, what the fuck? Didn't they get tied <laughs> by somebody? No, I think they have six Super Bowls and the Cowboys and 49ers have five. Hmm. Could have swore somebody tied that. Oh, I'm never mind. I'm thinking of Tom Brady getting six himself. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a mean place. And then they're at them and uh, 
Baltimore's little rivalry is pretty freaking mean. Oh, yeah, but that's a hell of a game because you... Nah, it's like I, I tease Killazarilla all the time, saying when he's going to turn into a Steeler fan already and just <laughs> just skip on the heartbreak already. <laughs> like, damn, bro, you you get sad every year when y'all lose to them, just be a Steeler fan. You never get sad. The moment he does, the team's going to start winning. <laughs> right? <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Speaking of week one, because I was looking at week one, the week one schedule bro, and just like matchup, because they're talking about like rivalries and this and that. And I was looking at it and I was like, dude, I really like the thought the NFL put into week one. I was gonna like, ask got, you. Uh, I wrote it down right here with mine. What are your uh, games to watch for week one? Well, of course, I'm gonna watch my Giants. And, uh, Ooh, his Giants. Giants. Like Broncos versus the Giants. <laughs> Just because the QB situations, Daniel Jones is kind of like, I, I imagine their fan base is like, man, fuck Daniel Jones, and like the other half is like, Daniel Jones is like quarterback. Yeah, same yeah. thing with Drew Locke, so I'm thinking like, it's not like a must-see game for a lot of people, but for me it's like. Okay, with a healthy so like, Saquon? Yeah, but we also got a healthy Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chilton. First time, yeah, see, so it's just like so many. I'm trying to look at everybody, but yeah, so that one approved. Uh, I would like to this. I'm probably gonna watch the Browns versus the Chiefs. I got that just one because the Browns kind of have something to prove. They got a little taste of it. They got the playoff, playoff bound week. after so yep. long. Yeah. Versus yeah, the but, Super Bowl highs and lows with Kansas City only getting nine points with a kicker. Yeah, Ooh, they got something to prove. I think. Oh, yeah, and so, so was Baker Mayfield on the Browns, so it's like, and the Browns definitely got better. OBJ. Even, uh, OBJ's back, and they got some nice pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I forgot, um, I kind of wanted them, I forgot that linebacker's name, something crazy, I, I was away from them. But, yeah, and then, uh, the Chiefs got a nice offensive line, though, so it's going to be, and they oh, got Oh, golly, Bird. they got a lot of money on that line, brother. That's yeah. crazy. So, I, I don't know. I'm really interested to see that. And then uh, another one I want to watch is the Jets and Panthers. Yeah. Just because it's just like week one, they've taken Sam back back to New York. And then got the rookie. And it's just going to be like, what are you going to do now? Darn coin. To the moon. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying, dude. All of them really you got anybody all, else? Like, uh, Cowboys return to Zach versus... Uh, Ooh, that Tom one's going to be – that should be a primetime game, I think. But Yeah. Um, I, is it a primetime game? I'm not sure. I think it's a 1 o'clock game. But... Oh, it's Thursday. Thursday night game? That's what yeah. it is? Ooh. But yeah, I guess it technically, it's going to be a pretty watched game because all the games will be on first game of the year, actually, right? Mm, should be. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so September 9th is live. And yeah. especially since Tom Brady was kind of talking trash on Twitter, like, ha, America's team type of shit. <laughs> Dang. I didn't know that. So, yeah, he's, like, talking shit about America's team. Yeah, dude, there's just a, there's just all of these games, man. I'm just excited for football. So it's, like, I'm going to add three more to that list because 
you basically named everything that I wrote down on the ones that I wanted to watch. And one of them is going to be Cardinals versus Titans. I'm going to see if Derrick Henry can repeat that spectacular season against uh, Cardinals that they added a lot of depth, I think, to like both sides. Yeah, they did. I want to see that Green Bay versus New Orleans just because of the quarterback controversy. No more Drew Brees and possibly no more Aaron. So I want, to see, I want to see what might happen once the season actually starts getting going. And I want to see Party Town USA. Baltimore versus Las Vegas. Monday Night Football. If everybody did not know out there, Las Vegas added a whole club to the end zone. So you got a DJ going off plus VIP bottle service. And that, I don't know. That just sounds like a pricey, pricey seat, but I bet it's going to be a memorable experience. So I want to see that Party Town USA game. Sounds lit. And other than that, you already named all the ones that I wanted to watch, too. So that's pretty interesting. Uh Speaking on the Denver Broncos, I saw something right here. Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the league. How much years has he played in the league? Mm, I believe he's going to be his fourth year. Fourth or fifth year. Ooh, compared to a second year coming with Jeremy Chin. And now we got corners on our side with a lot of linebackers and a big defensive line. <sighs> it's gonna be tired. be tired. Do, do we? We don't play this season. Do we? Yeah, you didn't oh. see that Super Bowl rematch at the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're going all the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be tired. That'd be really cool. No, no, Cam Newton not falling on balls on this one is going to be darn coin to the moon. We got the Gekbus, God Emperor, quarterback of the United States on our side now, boys. Some of the most random shit I've ever heard. <laughs> You're telling me. I saw Gekbus one day and I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" And then I googled it, and then I just see. I'm sorry that I do not know what this means, but what does this mean? Check bus. And then I just see God Emperor, quarterback of the United States. So I'm like, who made this up? So then I Google it, and golly, so much memes. So many memes. Dang, brother. Yeah, I haven't really heard too much more besides that. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw kind of tied in with that minicamp stuff. Uh, Chicago, yeah, Andy Dalton will be taking uh, first-round reps over Fields. Good thing you – I was about to bring this up as well. So this blew my mind because I've just been thinking of Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, who's going to be quarterback number one. I forget they have Nick Foles. What happened to that boy? Is he hurt or something? What? Why is he not in? The, I was about to say, yeah, me too. I was like, I saw some picture that said, uh, the Bears quarterback, uh, schedule, and it had Andy Dalton. I think week one through three, Nick Foles against the Bucks, and the rest of the season Justin Fields. And I was like, Nick Foles. 
Is that boy hurt or something? Why is no one talking about Nick Foles? <laughs> I don't know. Mark is playing, his playing level is obsolete in the NFL now. It's, uh, I guess he just it's, shows it's up true. in playoff games. That's like the only time he shows up. Super Bowl yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to battle it out with uh, Mitchell Trubisky and they both sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> That just had me dying when I read Nick Foles. I was like, damn, I forgot about that boy. What the hell happened to that man? So y'all just cut y'all's trash bin or what? Saved 10 million, 11 million in cap space by cutting Jawana James, offensive tackle. It was crazy (laughs) too because he tore his ACL. And then we were trying to wave number 17, Deshaun Hamilton. We are trying to uh, wave him, and then we decided to try to trade him. And then he tore his ACL, so I think we decided just to wave him. Oh. So, yeah, what's happening over there? So oh, wait. Jawan. Is it, is it? Yeah, Jawan James got injured at his house or wherever he was working yeah. out at. Yeah, he tore his, I believe he tore his ACL, but... In retaliation to that, the Broncos signed Cameron Fleming from the Giants, offensive tackle. Really? Signed Ryan Pope, offensive tackle. Dang, I heard that Cameron dude's pretty all right. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, At first, somebody messaged me saying that we had got him. And then I searched it up, and it wasn't him. It was a dang. I don't forgot his name already. I was I already talked about it on the uh, early episodes when I talked about all the offensive tackles veterans that we got, and yeah, I thought we had got that boy. I heard he's pretty good. Yeah, that's bad. So he's gonna. They said he's gonna have an honest offensive tackle battle with uh, himself, Ryan Pope from the Packers, offensive tackle we signed him, and then we also with. So he signed three total. Then we went ahead and signed Bobby Massey from Chicago, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So he signed three offensive tackles to try to take his spot. We're just going to battle it out and just name best man in the league. I like that. You can never have too yeah. much too much offensive linemen, I think. For real. Yeah, I like that a lot. Really, it's good. We're going to figure something out with, with that replacement. So. And I just like to know that they're going to give Drew Locke a uh, a good fighting chance to before they recycle him or trade him or whatever. So yeah, give him good offensive line. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. My Broncos. I just saw that Melvin Gordon and Cortland Sutton went up to bat for Drew Locke. Apparently, they said he's uh, really been putting in some like real like elite level work ethic, and that Bridgewater will bring out the best side to Drew Locke and has been. Oh, so yeah. I was like, when do they uh, get in a fist fight first day they see each other? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all that boy was talking shit about us. Who? Um, Teddy. They didn't really? practice red zone oh, and they didn't practice yeah. two minute drills. Yeah, I seen that. I, I guess they didn't practice first downs either, motherfucker. <laughs> Out there want to throw a fucking pick, a fucking first down and shit. I think half <laughs> of his fucking picks were on a first down. Fucking God, bitch. Dude, don't bring that mojo over here. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. I want to see the Man. best Broncos and the best Panthers and the best season 
the seventeen game season one for the ages. I know, and even with the seventeen games, apparently the the NFL ESPN analysts rated the Broncos to get eight point one wins this season. Mm-hmm. So better than last season, but like not quite where it is. Same as us, buddy. Same yeah. as us. But darn coin to the moon. We got the Jack bus. <laughs> oh, snap. It's going to be nice. Too much weapons on offense. Been seeing um, Terrace Marshall Jr., Shy Smith. I guess one of them got number 12. I don't know, like, you get... I doubt it. I don't think you would get the same number as, like, a starter. You know what I mean? So I'm guessing... DJ Moore finna change that number. Because no. I saw somebody out there. I think it was Shy Smith. I'm not quite sure. Uh, with number 12 jersey on. And I was like, that ain't DJ. I was like, that could only mean one thing. DJ changes jersey number. And I can't yeah. wait. If it's number two, I'm gonna buy it. Let I'm gonna buy tight. number eight. JC. And then... Depending on the first five games, might get that Sam Darnold jersey too. <laughs> you didn't give him five games? Yeah. I gave freaking Teddy to like week 11. And then I was just like, yo, what the fuck is the real problem here? Is it this guy? Or is it our coaching? What what, what, what the fuck is happening right now? So are you giving uh, Sam only five? Because he's going to play the Jets week one. We play the Cowboys week four. Uh, in between those two, I have no idea. I, I, I have to pop it up. but Just them two big games right there. I would say the return to New York and, wait, is it New York? No, I think it's going to be in Carolina for the first game. Mm. I feel like five games for his fourth season. Mm. Pretty sure that should be a. All right, with all the weapons we got, and the nice sure. coaching we got, I feel like that should be just perfect timing. Yeah, seeing Smith, I was actually watching a video today that compared uh, your man Smith to, uh, gosh damn, what the fuck is his name, number 89, y'all's main man? Steve? Steve, yeah, they're comparing him to Steve. Ooh, I had a feeling too once I heard about him, and I was like, I wonder if they got any relation with Steve, I doubt it. I was like, yeah. at first, I was like, is that Steve Smith's son? But nah, I don't think so. That'd be nice. They just say he's real fast and speedy, and even though he's kind of smaller in stature, that he's not afraid to go up the, down the middle and get get up in the mix, just like Steve wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah that boy had the meanest stiff arm I've ever seen in the game. Now it's Derrick Henry, but back in the day... I thought it was Steve Smith. For his size, he would just fucking throw some dude to the ground viciously, bro. Like, make sure that boy stays on the ground. I'm like, God, oh! that's who brought me onto the Panthers. And what's we're talking about Steve Smith? This past Wednesday was his birthday, so a happy belated B day to the man who put me on the Carolina Panthers. His 42nd birthday, Wednesday past so shout out to you steve and a nice shout out to yesterday's Emmett smith birthday 52 now he's my favorite player going up 
I'd watch his videos on YouTube before every game. Every game. Just just to see his footwork. Because he wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the strongest. But that boy just was the great runner, bro, I would say. Great runner with the ball. So I just watch his video literally every game. Just watch Emmett Smith highlights. So once I saw it was his birthday yesterday, I was like, I gotta shout that boy out. Hell yeah, with the, with all this excitement coming around, if you could pick three games on your schedule, or be the three games that you'd like to, you know, rather see in person, or that you're just hyped up, just in general about. Like, mm, let's see. For sure, I want to try to make it to the Dallas Cowboy game just because I live in Texas. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, i never been to an NFL game, so to go to Jerry World for the first time, to watch my Panthers play on top of that, shoot, I think that would be amazing. Uh, another one that I would like to go to would be Halloween Day. We play on Halloween against the motherfucking Falcons. Oh, shit. So I thought that would be dope. In Atlanta, too. In the dome. And then... I would probably say this game, just because it's either we beat the shit out of them, or they beat the shit out of us, and they'll be against the Cardinals. That's so, interesting. So that'll be a nice game right there. Yeah. Yeah, Sam versus... Uh, Sam versus Kyler? Kyler, yeah. Versus JJ? Bring on the whole squad. I'll take on the whole squad if I got to. Darn coin to the moon. And then being in Texas as well, I'd probably like to go to the Texans game. Because that was our, like, 17th game edition. But I believe we play them on a Thursday night. Oh, shit. So that'd be pretty nice. See how the Thursday night vibes are. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Man, I'm not going to get to go to the Cowboys-Broncos game like I thought I would. Why is it on your freaking uh, wedding day or what? Wedding weekend? The next day, yeah. Really? You're married on the 6th. The game's on the 7th. Ah, uh, just have your wedding over there, bro. The men's <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the talk of the town. That's how we get the podcast the number one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even know the date. I just, once you said you couldn't go, that was just my first assumption. I know. I thought about writing the Jerry to see if they'll switch a game. Call him up. I gave you his number last week, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, every time the Broncos and the Cowboys play, it's always fireworks. That was my. One of my first original games to go to, I, I think I talked about it before, but I just can't, I can't under, I can't hype this up enough just because it's Tony Romo versus Peyton Manning, and oh. it was, I believe it was 51 to 48. Oh, the high scoring game, I remember that one. Dude, yeah, it was like the, one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And you and seen it live? Person. Yeah. Dang. It's that game where we're, uh, we're in the end zone, and, uh. Peyton Manning hiked it. They, I think we, we would try to run it, and they stuffed us. And Peyton Manning hiked it, and he would try to like, uh, act like he's going to run it again. And he walked all casual to the end zone, or like he jogged all casual in the end zone. And it faked even, even the cameraman. Yeah. Like, and they stopped us, and we were like, what the fuck? 
And this is like, returns real quick and pay man. He's just like, <laughs> Hell yeah, just running in there. I do remember that game. That was a freaking amazing game. Back-to-back bombs at the end. We just thought the Cowboys were going to win, and the Broncos came back and scored one, and then they scored one, we scored one. It was like a matter of seven minutes or something. It was fucking crazy. Dang, I can't believe you went to see that live. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a banger year, dude. I'm ready. So what other game would you like to go to since you can't make that one due to wedding wedding uh, how would you say it? It's, nah, that's not going to say it. I was going to say wedding extravaganza. But <laughs> I'm not sure that even makes sense. Uh, let's see. I think uh, so Dallas, that would be pretty tight to go to. I think I'd like to go to an actual game in Denver versus mm-hmm. the Chiefs. I think that would be really cool to see the Chiefs. The Chiefs? Yeah, that'd be... You'd be either happy or very sad. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. I just hope it'd be a really good game. <laughs> and then... Yeah, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, I don't really think I'd really want to visit Kansas or... Cal- like a, well, no, I guess I'd go to the Raiders game. The Raiders game in Las Vegas. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If I was going to go to any Panther game, it would be Panthers versus New England Patriots. See the return of Cam to Carolina? Oh, yeah. That would be pretty wild. That would be. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know what other games I'd like to watch in Panthers Stadium. Yeah, week one. Panthers Panthers at home versus the Jets. That would be nice. That'd be real cool. Look at my new home! This is my new home! <laughs> just throwing bombs to Robbie. Everybody in the stands is eating hush puppies and fucking potato salad. Bojangles? Dang, uh, God, why'd you have to say that, bro? Now I want some hush puppies. I love them <laughs> things. But I'm hungry and shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it, is all my NFL news. I just saw. Uh, not too long ago, there's a few different pickups. Uh, I seen just now the, the Bucks picked up Antonio Hamilton. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it ring any bells to you? Not really, but I just saw it as well. <laughs> oh yeah, here's a here's a little list. Do you see all the people y'all picked up? Uh, not really. Carolina Panthers have signed safety. Lano Hill, and defensive end Kendall Donerson. The team announced both Hill and Donerson spent the weekend trying out the team. Oh, yeah. I did see that, but I always, like, read the comments first, and uh, a lot of negative ones saying they're mediocre players and they're probably just playing on special teams. So I was like, damn, once I I read safety, I got pretty crunk. Because, like I said, Jeremy Chin, to me, is our safety, but... When you actually look it up, it says that he's our linebacker, so that just blows my <laughs> mind. I'm like, what? How do you feel about this? The Panthers waived kicker Matt Milando and linebacker Daniel Pitalou and then defensive tackle P.J. Johnson in order to make room for the new signees. 
I read that too. Uh, it just had me thinking uh, that our young bucks are just a force to be reckoned with. They, they, <laughs> they've got to get a little spot on the team. Gotta make some room. Yeah, that just had me crying. I was like, damn, because we got the youngest team in the NFL, so these young bucks gonna be the future, the present, and the now. Wait, that's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Future, present, and forever. Darnold. Darn coin to the moon. Sam Darnold. Did you get a chance to uh, watch? Did did you order the uh, pay-per-view UFC 262? I watched it, yeah, bro. First got to watch the prelims. Did you watch the prelims or anything like that? Yeah, I watched watched some. Or did you watch the main card? Yeah, I watched some some of the main card, and then I watched Tony Ferguson's, and then uh, Burgos versus Barboza. Did you watch that whole fight? No, it was like the highlights of it. Oh, okay. Well, on the prelims, they had the Beverly Hills uh, Ninja, Jordan Wright versus Jamie Pickett. And, golly, Jordan Wright went out there and just put the beating on this guy. One minute is all he needed. Just fast with everything, bro. It was crazy to watch. Real aggressive. And this guy's uh, uh, not not the Jordan Wright uh, fight, but the the like the main event of the prelims. The guys are golly. The guys a dog. <laughs> yeah, this guy right here, Ronaldo Souza, or. Sosa, I can't even say it really, but they call him Jacare. Uh, he fought in the main event for the prelims against Andre Muniz. First time that this guy's ever lost by submission, Jacare Sosa. Dude got his freaking arm broken from the elbow up. What? Dude. The guy was like in like a weird triangle choke kind of thing, and then it ended up going to like an arm bar. And once he got the arm bar, you just saw it like snap, bro. Like legit. Then they freaking replayed it about three times. You hear Joe, <laughs> you hear uh, Joe Rogan on commentary. Oh, you can hear it break. I was like, what? <clears throat> All you hear is. I was like, oh, shit, you can. Oh. So we're going to watch this one more time. Uh-oh, it looks like DC took his headset off. DC <laughs> took his headset off. I didn't even put the volume up or nothing. Just left it how it was. Slowed down. Bro, from the elbow up, you just saw it just like dislocate, break, bro. Like, oh, oh dude, and you heard it just... I was like, oh, you can't hear it break, bro. <laughs> like, I freaking was going crazy on my seat while I was eating some elote. So I was like, <laughs> what the hell is that, bro? So you said you watched the Edson Barboza fight against Shane Burgos. That was the start of the main event. Did you see that delayed what? knockout? The, the what? Delayed knockout. Yeah, that was trippy. He's like, hit him. 
It looked like he was good for a second, and then he, like, kind of faded. His, like, his soul fucking faded away slowly. He was, like, dude, falling back, and I was like, what the fuck? I saw what you meant, though. He's like, I've never seen nothing like that. Never in my life, bro. Like, even my boy Ariel Hawani, who's been covering this sport for years since, like, before it was even big, like, back, back in the day, never seen anything like this. I'm not sure what the highlights showed, but I watched the whole fight. Dude, Edson Barboza and Shane Burgos got fight of the night, but it was like nonstop back and forth action, bro. Mm -hmm. So uh, the boy Edson Barboza threw so many leg kicks that he freaking cut his shin open himself. Yeah, you saw that? So they're just going at it. A lot of headshots that Edson put on Shane Burgos, and I'm guessing uh, it takes a toll on you throughout the fight. So once that boy hit him with the right, looked like that boy was just in a stance ready to go at him, took a step back. That step back ended up being multiple step backs. Boy, (laughs) how Jay Ben said it, lost his soul, bro. Like, hit that hit that uh chain link fence and he was out cold right there two extra shots to the dome got pushed off by the ref game over i was like wow that was crazy to watch i've never seen anything like that in my life want to pay my respects to tony ferguson or <laughs> basically man i don't know i like the man but what I think in my books, that man cut weight twice. I was going to cut weight when I was going to go to the UFC 261 event. Was it 261? Yeah. Um, I was going to cut weight just to see how it feels. Because I hear you lose shit ton of weight. You lose power. You lose speed and agility. Cutting weight. I don't know what his walk-around weight is, but he cuts to 155. So he cut weight one week while back just to do it. He said, no one wants to take my fight. I'm still going to cut weight because that's what champs do. Champ shit only. I'm going to cut weight. He cuts weight about one week or two weeks later. He actually gets a fight. So he has to cut weight again. It's against Justin Gaethje. That boy got a beating bad. So bad that he starts shaking his head like during the match. Getting hit in the head. And then they called it off like, yo, this guy's done. Months later, fights Benelli Dariush. And Dariush put the beating on this man every round. Three rounds. Goes to decision. And wins. That tied heel hook, man. Tony's dude. Tough, I, thought, I thought he was gonna break that shit. Dude, like, Darius oh. said he heard his knee pop, and he still didn't tap. And he was like, "Oh, you jerk! Come on, let's just get this shit over with right now, bro. Just tap." Here's his knee pop, and then that boy just starts up kicking him, and then kicks his hands, and he's like, "All right, dude, we'll just keep on going, then, you jerk." That was his words. It made me laugh. And he just put a beating on him again for another round after that. So that was... I don't know. I don't know what to think about Tony. 
I heard that it'll be nice for him to fight an unranked opponent just to get him back into the the winning column and back into the mix type shit. But that's a huge respect because I don't know if this is how accurate this is, but from what I was like googling while you're talking, it says that Tony Ferguson's walk around weights are roughly about one ninety five. That's what I'm saying, dude. To freaking cut, cut, yeah, to cut that much weight. Back in the day when he did it just to do it, like I'm gonna do it, and then he. Cuts weight again after that. I don't know. I think you lost a lot of your fucking momentum with that shit. That's like twenty five, some like twenty five percent of your weight, right? From from about two hundred pounds, it's like twenty five percent of your. That's fucking nuts. From one ninety five to one fifty five. Yeah, a little. Yeah, maybe a little less than twenty five, but like still, that's a that's a lot of weight to respect to me. That's what I'm saying. After he did that twice, I think that's when he started like declining that's just what i think and all respects to the man because he's a good fighter but after this fight and the past fight that i've seen like full i don't i I, i'm not liking what i'm seeing yeah yeah there's a few of them man him and serona needs a little buffer fights stewart and the dentist might need a little buff fight seen uh what's his name not nate diaz but what's his brother uh, Nathan, Nathan Diaz, his big brother Nick Diaz. Yeah, I see Nick Diaz is training with Tyson Fury uh-huh. a little bit, and then they, they had like a little video of, like make the fucking fight, Dana. And then uh, I heard the he, press con or not press con, but I heard the interview with Dana. They asked him um, about Nick, like, like are y'all gonna make a fight? He's all, if Nick wants to fight, then we'll give him a fight, but. What I think personally, I'm in daily talking to these young savages that want to break the top 15. They want to get that belt. And every time now that I've talked to Nick Diaz, he just, to me, seems like he doesn't have that fight in him anymore. So I was like, damn, that's pretty interesting to hear. Because all the videos that I've seen, it looks like he's just loving life and training and shit like that. He probably just wants to fight just to... For an excuse to stay in shape, you know? Mm. Honestly. I mean, that's probably where you practice, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, who knows? That'd be kind of cool to see him step in the ring one one more good time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Nick Diaz fight besides highlights. That was, like, before my kind of time. Yeah. Which brings me to the dude that I have been keeping up with. Dubrox! Charles Oliveira. After last night, this guy has the most finishes in the UFC with 17, most submissions with 14, and most fights before winning a belt. 28 fights in the UFC. That's wow. this stuff's awesome. This guy started in 2010. Yeah. From 2010 to 2017, his record was 10 and 8. 10 wins, 8 losses. From 2018 to right now, 9 and 0. Wow. That guy's on a winning streak. What was the highlight you got to see on that fight? Uh, What happened? Um, I don't know. I think I think really just the just the whole fight because they're going back and forth quite a bit. And Chandler, I, 
looked like Chandler was gonna rock him a few times and hit hit him with some good like little body shots, and I was like, damn, I thought Chandler was gonna knock him out, and then he, mm-hmm. just, he just came, he just came back. All the mirrors were like, he's resilient, dude. He just stays with it. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly thought Chandler was gonna win. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought. At watching the fight live, I would have been like, "Damn, Chandler's got this ball on the road." Like, you're telling me. I watched yeah. it. I watched it live last night when uh, we were playing some Warzone, and I was talking major shit about Michael Chandler because to me, I don't honestly respect the man in the UFC yet, just because he had a fight, Dan Hooker, first fight ever in the UFC, and. Dan Hooker didn't do shit, bro. All, all Dan Hooker was just, uh, how do you say it, straight? I'm not sure. Where you just go left to right. Yeah. Left to right. He did that the whole time in the ring. Just going from, like, start A all the way till he got back to start A. Just going and going. Probably through, like, maybe two leg kicks. That's it. And then he gets hit with the body shot and then a hook. And then he's knocked out. Like, he did not do a damn thing in that fight. So I was like, it, it kind of had me shocked for Chandler just because I was like, I didn't know that man had that much power. And then I was like, uh, like it's pretty mind-blowing, but at the same time, I don't really respect the man because I didn't really see anything. Once I heard he was going to fight Charles for the belt, I already knew Charles was going to win that thing by finish. He was going to finish this man. But how you saying they're going back and forth first round. Looked like Michael Chandler was about to knock him out. Even looked like Michael Chandler even was about to get like a, a rear naked choke at the time. Yeah, Almost tap did. him out. And I was talking shit, saying this guy ain't shit. And then I was like, man, I'm talking too much shit. Looks like he's actually going to win. End of the round. Second round comes in. 19 seconds. And that's all he needed. Knocked that boy clean out, bro. It was amazing to watch. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen that viciously. So a big congratulations to Charles Dubronx Oliveira for becoming the new lightweight champion of the world. You think this scenario could happen at all since I've seen some tweets by him? It could be a long shot. But do you think if Conor McGregor beats Dustin in this trilogy, do you think he could go on to face Charles for the t- title? Yep. Who'd your money be on? Charles. Charles. That's yes, in the possibility if Conor actually beats Dustin Poirier. Because the first time Dustin and Conor fought, Dustin was, like, a different fighter, like, way different. Like, he was too emotional. He let, like, say I fucking tweeted at Dustin saying, bro, you're a bitch, you suck, and you're going to get knocked out by Connor tomorrow. He would have took that to heart. And then he got knocked out, which was a weird-ass knockout, bro. He, like, clipped him in the back of the head area, and that boy just, like, fell forward. And then they, like, basically called the match, like, it's done. Compared to right now, where he's just more himself, more, I guess, like zen with himself, you know what I mean? Spiritually there. Doesn't let the comments get to him. And his knockout on Connor was vicious, bro. Like, 
piece that boy up. <laughs> he made a lot of memes. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. The boy was out, like, fucking laying down, fucking hand on his fucking side of the face. Like, he was out, bro. Like, that's a knockout to me compared to the Connor knocking him out, which was, like, half a knockout, but he still technically got it. So this third one, I feel like Dustin's just going to work this man pretty good. Yeah. Really good. Oh, no, I think I think Connor's really good at those uh, rematches and shit. That's so what I, I hear. He, I hear that Connor doesn't lose two in a row. Yeah, he's, he, he does that visualization shit really heavy. And he's always talking about, I visualize myself getting hit. He visualized himself yeah. on that rematch with Dustin not even going past 60 seconds. Oh, yeah? He, he, he said, this shit, I'm going to shock the world. This shit ain't even going to go 60 seconds. I'm going to knock this guy clean out. And look what happened. He got his fucking leg fucked. Couldn't even put weight on it. And then he got his ass clean, knocked out. So after his little skit with Floyd... I just haven't respected the man in UFC anymore. I feel like he should just call it quits in MMA and just go straight to boxing. That's just what I think. Shit, that honestly would be more beneficial to his pocket anyway. True. But, you know, yeah. We'll see what happens. He might... He might Two more months. Two more months and they fight in Las Vegas. No, uh, that'd be pretty good. We should just go. For... Work purposes. <laughs> write it off. Write it off our taxes, business expense. <laughs> business expense, podcast revenue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bro. That's all I really got now. Just congratulations Stay. to Du Bronx. Got his nickname because he's from the ghetto in Brazil, and he could compare it to the Bronx and NY. That man's got the most nicest teeth I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That boy can fucking clean up, too, after the fight. Just all fucking chilling in a suit. Hell, yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, yeah, leave this guy. Went from rags to riches. Literally. Back to <laughs> Brazil. That's pretty tight. Literally, dude. So, yeah, that's basically all I got. Big same. Oh, these tickets. The cheapest one is. Guess how much the cheapest one's for? Like a thousand. Oh, close. Seven hundred sixty-four each. Oh. Level. Level two fifteen. Rocade. Oh, that's actually some good seats to get to. Compared to I had a one oh eight, and like I could see the ring and everything, but I felt like if I was one section higher, I'd be able to just see everything in the ring. Damn, 4G seats is 10, like basically 11,000. 11, 11K? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Dang, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all I got, mate. Me too, Pop. Appreciate the time we took. On this Sunday, May 16th, 2021. And I want to thank every listener out there. Guy and gal sticking with us. Our milestone on 10 was cut weirdly because 
I had my mom's dog over, and he was just crying his eyes out. So this time was very peaceful. <laughs> and if there's any, and some of you listeners out there in different countries, and even the United States, go ahead and go to the Man with Bands Instagrams and message us some extra commentary of some of y'all's favorite games that y'all looking forward to, maybe week one. Just whatever little news y'all may have on y'all's own personal team. Or to add to the t- teams that we talked about, that'd be really cool to hear some of y'all's, some of what y'all think's kind of cool about the NFL season or UFC 262 in future events. That'd be really cool to hear from you guys. Yeah. We'd love to hear who y'all rooting for during this upcoming memorable week seven, or 17 week games. Because for right now, all I know are Cowboys, Ravens, Broncos, Falcons, and that's about it. A few Packer fans. So, let's let's get some more variety in here. Yes, sir. But until next time, Podcast 11 is a wrap. And we out. Peace.